0: Welcome to episode 30 of the All Things Leads podcast with myself, Ed McIntyre, and opposite me on the desk is, as always, my co-host, Charles Foster. How are you, Charles? I'm doing good, mate. Still, yeah? still a bit kind of
1: tired, but yeah. <laughs> happy to be here, of course. Yeah,
0: but, you had a good week, yeah?
1: Yeah, yeah it's been
0: good. Nice, Thank and this is, yeah, I'm not bad, not bad. Uh, this is the first podcast as well of two podcasts that we're recording this week. We're recording again on Thursday morning.
1: Yeah, double punishment this week. <laughs> or, or benefits for you. lot.
0: <laughs> uh, we're also joined in the studio uh, again by Leeds fan and good friend of ours. it is Chris Chivers? How are you, Chris?
2: I'm good. I'm good. How are you, Ed?
0: I'm not bad. I'm not bad good. at all. Thank you. Um, well, plenty to discuss here in this episode. We'll obviously uh, look back at Leeds United's 2-0 uh, win over Wigan away at the DW Stadium last Saturday. We'll also look at the Leeds United Twenty Threes as they started their PDL defence, uh, PDL title defence by beating Millwall three-two at Four Parch. Uh, no transfer news to look at, which I'm kind of pleased about. <laughs> <Same>. <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, But as always, um, in, in football, and particularly at Leeds United, there's still plenty of news coming out of Ellen Road uh, to look at, including the news that Leeds fans will not be a- will now be able to uh, sit in the away end on a match day at Ellen Road. bit controversial. We'll uh, discuss that. We will also look ahead to Leeds United's next game, of course, which is on Wednesday night, that sees them take on Brentford at Ellen Road. This is the All Things League podcast. So we'll start then uh, with Leeds United's game last Saturday. Uh, Leeds, of course, beating Wigan 2-0 uh, away at the DW Stadium. Now, I wasn't able to watch the full game with my full attention. I was doing media work at Farsley. I did have it on the stream, though. I was watching two games at once. Uh, but, Chris, you were there. What what are your thoughts on the game?
2: Um, Not terrible. Uh, we won, which is always a good sign. Uh, but if we played someone that had a bit more class and a bit more precision and knew how to, you know, be attacking more than, than just sitting back all game. I think that could have cost us. Because although, yes, we got the win, they did look a little bit slow for what we usually used to. And I'm not saying that's a bad thing. I'm just saying I think they could afford to do that in a game against Wigan. I'm just saying I don't think they could afford to do that against a different team. Yeah. But I, all, overall, you can't fault them. Two, two goals for Bamford, a good win it was sheet great the season yeah.
1: in the, in the league. I she mean did. I personally thought it was a
0: it was it was a good and professional away performance to
2: be honest. I d- I don't know. I just
1: I I thought we could have scored more and I just feel like I think you think you've got to punish a team more when they're out of 10 men for yeah. 69 minutes than we did.
0: Yeah, uh, of course Wigan did go down to 10 men on 21 minutes. Joe Williams even a uh, a second yellow and a red card for his challenge on Patrick Bamford. It was a bad challenge, wasn't it? It was a bad challenge. and could,
1: could have been a straight red. Yeah,
0: on any other day, it could have
2: easily been a straight red card. No one knew what was going on at the stadium because we they, they got the free kick.
0: Yeah, for, for a for foul. Sure. Yeah, fouling them.
2: And then we thought, oh, that's just the movement he had from, from the foul. But then the ref gave him that second yellow and everyone was... Over the moon, to be honest with you. Yeah. W-
1: Wigan's strategy was kind of just uh, uh rather than allow us to run through them, was just to foul everyone they could from yeah. the offset. And the referee, fair play to the referee, actually did book like, a few of their players. Yeah. And a couple of our, because Ben White got booked in the first half as well, so a couple of our players. I was a little bit worried the referee might try and, you know what like the referee's tried to do, try and even it up and send off one of our players. I thought Ben White <laughs> might be in a little bit of trouble. <laughs> 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 uh, <laughs> just sit Cooper on the horrible challenges. You can just hang back and win the headers, mate. Yeah. Um, but Uh, Yeah, it it definitely was a red card, and even uh, Paul Cook afterwards, uh, fair play to him, did just say, yeah, that was a second yellow card, we're not disputing that, what he did dispute is he he reckons that Phillips should have been booked for a similar challenge, but I don't think Phillips did a similar challenge to that, especially that second one, the second one was horrible, (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, he 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 caught Bamford halfway up his shin with his studs up.
0: Yeah, it could have easily been a straight red card. Yeah, Uh, but definitely a sending off, and they're down to ten men on twenty-one minutes, and the sending off changed the game, as a red card would change, uh, would change any game. Uh, Leeds United again playing against 10-man Wigan we all know what happened last time <laughs> that happened uh, I we saw were, some people tweet just yeah. like uh, Not can, again. Can, can they have him back
1: on <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'd rather play 11-man yeah.
0: <laughs> Wigan we, we don't need to remind anyone of what happened there um, but we we pushed on after they went down to 10 men Bamford of course put Leeds United 1-0 ahead on 34 minutes uh, it was another hit cross from Harrison on the left but click uh, got the ball on the right crossed it in for sure five yards out heading, heading the ball onto the post he should have been scoring there um, really uh, but Bamford right place at the right time just tap it in
2: I mean, it was good goal to be fair. Um, if you look, he actually does look at the goalkeeper before he scores. So he yeah. looks at where the goalkeeper is for once, rather than just shooting, and then nicely slots it away was a beautiful, you know, simple tapping. Yeah. But you need to be in those positions to yeah, score him
0: exactly. Because you can say all you want, and it is tapping, but mm-hmm. he is in the right place at the right time, and he's scoring goals, which is his job. He did almost miss though. If he was any, if he, if he was any. Just a few yards backwards, that but, that yeah, shot would have gone he, wide. He
1: did place it right in the corner because yeah. I think he wanted to make sure. Right, there's no way he's saving this. I think Save any other, right in the corner.
0: but I think any other player in that situation would have just smashed the ball into the back of the net.
1: You risk smashing it, yeah. in, uh, getting under the ball, up against the crossbar, and you never know what's going to happen. You're yeah. better off just tapping it in, no, no messing about. Because players do from close range and sometimes smash it and hit the, uh, the inside of the post or the crossbar or whatever. So he, he's done the right thing there. He's in the it, Good bit of movement. Perfect perfect positioning for a centre-forward. Yeah. Um, and his scoring goals... Um, obviously, we're going to go talk about the second one in a minute, but it's 3-3 three three for him. That, we pay him to score goals. He's got three goals in three games.
0: Yeah, exactly. But
1: Three league games, I should say. He did almost
0: <laughs> miss, that. It It looked like he had to set himself up onto his left foot. It does seem very... One footed, which I think is the issue with Bamford. He doesn't seem to want to hit the ball with his, with his right foot. He's very confident on his left foot, but do you think that's a confidence issue as well, only being one footed and being very left footed?
1: Um, I, would, I would. I don't know, because he, 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 he doesn't seem like any of it's got to him. That's a credit to him because his attitude, he doesn't seem like he's, he's taking any criticism personally. Uh, at least he's not letting it show. Um, I mean his celebration
2: kind of shows that he's, he's not
1: yeah he's he's, he's a, obviously no one likes people criticising them but he, in, his, in his performance I mean he doesn't seem he doesn't seem to lack confidence uh, and when when when, you, when he's when he's making these runs in behind he's, he's always in the right positions he's never afraid to have a go which, which players which lack confidence would be afraid to have a go I don't think he's afraid to have a go uh, I think he knows that if he hits on, it, on his right though he, he could he could like Harrison's the same he, he's very left footed um He's, and he's more than happy to do layoffs and, and hold up the ball with his right foot. He's just he'd rather get like any strike would rather out on the stronger foot. His just happens to be left. Yeah. Whereas Chris Woods was his right. <laughs> Chris Woods was, was, was very right footed, but nobody even noticed that because <laughs> you don't really notice when players are very right footed. Yeah, and the scoring he, a lot of goals. Was, like, as well. Chris Woods didn't score. I can't remember many goals he scored with his left foot. It was always like, aerial or on his right.
0: Yeah. Uh, you mentioned Harrison there. He had another very good game. I thought.
1: Yeah, oh, he looked he looked class. I refer to Chris on this one because he was there, but from, from <laughs> what I saw, the extended highlights, he looked like he was he was really putting Wigan under pressure on their back line. Yeah,
2: yeah. yeah. I mean I, he he looked something else on that wing. Him and it was Douglas just behind him. Th- those two working together is something else because Wigan were trying to stop him making these runs. So all he had to do was pass it back to Douglas, and then click had come from the middle to give him another option. And then all of a sudden, you got three on two on that that side. It was just too much for Wigan, and and credit to the team, they knew what they were doing. They had a game plan. That's what Beelsa well.
1: Ball is all about, though. Is, is uh, overloading down the down the wings and o- overloading whenever you can. And um, so when we get Click and Harrison and, and Douglas down, that, uh, putting pressure on their centre back and left back, we're going to get some joy. Yeah. Especially when you're playing a team like Wigan, whose defence aren't the greatest because they've conceded was it like nine goals in three games? I might be. Yeah. It, they've conceded a lot of goals. I, I, I don't want, to quote, <laughs> don't want to quote exactly. I'm pretty sure it's eight, eight or nine goals on our, in the first three games. So, yeah. you know, the defence is a bit porous at the moment. So you've got to take advantage of that, especially when they're down to 10 men.
0: Yeah, definitely. Uh, of course, it was 1-0 at halftime, but Bamford, uh, again, scoring 20 minutes into the uh, into the second half uh, on the six-fifth 5th minute. Um, it was from a corner, but we won the corner as Pablo Hernandez attempted a cross, but it was blocked by one-day defenders and penalty. went out. <laughs> yeah, it, it looked like a very clear handball. Should we have had a penalty there, Chris?
2: Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I don't know how the the ref didn't see it. it was a clear penalty. Found the ref,
1: the lino saw it. That was directly in line with it. The lino should have seen that. <laughs> no, the, the referee was a was a little bit further away, but the lino had direct yeah. line of sight. He saw the ball hit his arm, go out for a corner, and just went ah, corner. Yeah, it, like, if you're a good liner there, you go, you call the referee and go, that's a penalty.
0: Yeah, absolutely. We, we should have definitely had a penalty fan ball, but we did score from the corner door. Bamford, I don't think he knew much about this. He just ran towards the ball and somehow uh, knocked it into the back of the net.
1: <laughs> I mean... It was, like, it was like a rugby try. It was brilliant. He <laughs> yeah. Just, he just kind of picked it, not with his hands, but with his feet, obviously, and just ran it as fast as he could. And yeah. It was kind of like barging people over the line. as well. You know, Wigan defenders were trying to like, stop him doing it. He just pushed him <laughs> out of the way.
0: He just ran towards the ball and somehow tapped it into the back of the net. Well,
1: well the thing is, he had two... It was right in front of me.
2: So he he touched the ball and then he kind of like tried getting it out of his feet. Whilst he was getting it out of his feet, two Wigan players got in front of him, and then he kind of just kicked their feet <laughs> into the ball, which ended up going in the net. Yeah. So all the scramble happened. I don't think he scored it. I think one of the Wigan players got. No, him he definitely goal. scored it. So, so mm, I, yeah. I think one of the Wigan players got a last touch. I know it was going on target. It would have been on target. It's his yeah, goal. And, I mean, if he
1: if he's if he's hit it and it's bouncing off one of the Wigan players, that's on target. That's still his goal. Yeah, it's his goal.
2: He can have it. He can have it. I don't care. He can have it. But it was it's only <laughs> an own
1: goal if it's off target and gets directed in directed by, the, in. by yeah. the opposition player. But that's wasn't. what
2: I think. I think one of the Wigan players stopped it and then he kind of bundled them over.
1: It like, like, Was that the, the goal that Forrest scored against us? I'm sure that was probably an own goal because it bounced off like <laughs> over like six players, bounced into him. But, um, but, exactly. but it was given to grab because yeah. it was on target.
0: Yeah, well, Grabben did get the last touch into the back of the net, yeah. I think. But, uh, yeah, so so 2-0. Bamford, it's another tapping, but again, right place at the right time. Right. And he's he's showing the right intention, going mm-hmm. towards the ball, wanting to score. And, uh, of course, he is scoring, which is his job. You and get, You
1: get these Bamford haters, particularly on like, likes of Facebook, going, oh, but he's only scoring tap-ins. It's like Chris Wood scored 27 tap-ins yeah, to us. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and we loved him for it. Yeah. It's like, um, So, why, I don't what people have such this yearning to... I think it's just because like, he's kind of like, because he is a bit posh and he doesn't move it is he's not he, really fast
0: it looks it looks weird when he runs he doesn't, as well. he
1: doesn't he doesn't appear to look like he works but even though he does work out he doesn't look like he works no. hard yeah. just cuz of the way he runs about yeah. he kind of looks like he's jogging most of the time which people hate yeah so people i think it's just a kind of to a kind of base, kind of working class Tory hatred. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, he get people he, view him as this kind of like foppish violin playing kind of <laughs> you got privately that, educated guy. You got he, that parody Bamford Twitter, yeah, account as which, well. which he is. But I, I'm not going to judge someone over, over the the class because we've had some we've some posh players and we've had some like proper working class players. Are the working class ones always seem to get more time um, to to, and to appease the fans basically? But he's he didn't really get much of a break. It's like, he's only scoring tappings, yeah, but he is scoring.
0: <laughs> yeah, definitely. Uh, but two goals for him in this game, which is good, and hopefully that will boost his confidence even more. And as Charles mentioned earlier, three goals in three games, which is good stuff. And you know what? Goals are goals, no matter how they go going in. Goals are goals, and yeah. if he keeps on scoring them, and we keep on winning games, and he 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 keeps on uh, getting more goals, for his name he could be one of the league's highest goal scorers in, um, at the end of
1: the season. Goals don't count for more just because you score a forty-yard screamer. Yeah, <laughs> 40 although it's nice to see. And on ones going off someone's ass count the same.
0: Yeah, <laughs> although although it's nice to see a forty-yard screamer. Um, <laughs> Tappings the goals are goals at the end of the yeah. day, and if, if he's scoring goals, doing his job, and we're winning games, then happy days. If he
1: scores thirty of them, no one going to moan Yeah, no, exactly.
0: definitely 2-0 uh, was of course the, the final score we missed a couple more chances uh, before uh, the end of the game Forshaw sure dragged the shot just wide of the right and
1: post I really wanted to score yeah
0: it, it just wasn't his day was it Forshaw. Sure. He, he had a header five yards out uh, crashing he, he off he the post he, wasn't his and,
1: day, but he had a phenomenal performance yeah. he just couldn't get yeah, the ball he in the back bit,
0: the yeah, <laughs> yeah, he had a very good performance just just couldn't score his goal drought continues uh, Pablo Hernandez had a good effort from a free kick about 25 yards out they were uh, saved well by their goalkeeper, Marshall. Really good save. They, their
1: free kick um, late on in the game, that Casilla save, was really. Good. that was a really good save. Yeah, Casilla K- yeah. had another good game first that, that, clean that sheet. had a lot more pace. And Anas is one was a bit slower in the air so the keeper had more time to get over but Keiko's save was it was a really good save. Yeah. And he made a decent one in the I think in the first half. Yeah well. in the first
0: half as well, yeah. And a clean sheet for him, 2-0. Uh yeah, professional good performance away at Wigan and job done and it's seven points from nine, two wins in three games, one beaten still this season though of course. Uh three games of beating in the league uh, of course one in the in the Carabao cup Uh top of the league as well on goal difference which, which is a nice change. But uh there's four other teams on the same points as as us and right now the table Lee
1: Boy is Charlton.
0: Yeah, uh, but right now, the, right now the table is pretty much pointless
1: to look at, really. Um, Until October, it's not worth looking at. Yeah, because only three games
0: have gone. I think it's after about six or ten games, and then the table kind of starts to even itself out. You can try, you can kind of guess where teams will be will be at the end I mean, of the look, season.
1: Uh, Sheffield Wednesday bounced from top of the league down to sixth inside one game. Yeah, uh, as they struggled to beat ten man Millwall, Mil- 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 which amused me greatly. <laughs> 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 yeah. Uh, but the table right now, yeah,
0: it, it is pretty much pointless to look to look at really. It, it needs it, it'll take another uh, six or seven games before the table starts even itself out properly. I remember, remember
1: last season when we beat Preston at home three 0 That was when the the table started to kind of take form. I mean, yeah. we, we knew we were going to be up there, and that was in the middle of September. So yeah, there's a while yet till we so we see where we're going to be. But yeah, get start.
0: Yeah, definitely nice looking at Leeds United at the top of the table, and for hopefully we uh, remain there until the end of the season. That'll be that'll be very nice. Um, but Long something way to tells go. me, yeah, <laughs> something tells me that may not happen. Uh, well moving on uh, to the Leeds United under, 20, under 23s then, and they also managed to pick up a victory uh, this week. Uh, they managed to uh, beat Millwall uh, 3-2, 5 goal thriller at Four Parch uh, as they began their defence of the PDL title. Uh, quite a strong side uh, as well. Alioski, Clark, Shackleton, Helder Costa. Started and uh, Ketty and Bavardi won the bench. Elon Meslier
1: also started. Uh, Charles, were you surprised to see such a strong lineup play? I wasn't because um, we know what Bielsa's like at the end of the s, He treats it as training games basically to keep everyone match fit, keep everyone kind of up to speed. Uh, I was really impressed with Streak in this game. <laughs> I'm really, really impressed. I, I'd love it for him to kind of break through the season a bit more because he's such an impressive comfortable centre back. Yeah. And, definitely. He, and unlike our rest of our centre backs, he's huge. <laughs>
0: yeah. And of course uh, he put Leeds United winning up on forty minutes as well. Did, and it did. wasn't from a corner, it wasn't a header like uh, centre backs usually score. It was it, a
1: it's a nice finish really. It was like remember Cooper's goal against Ipswich last year where he kinda of side footed it top corner. Yeah. Um it was it, it was more or less the same type of goal. Uh Aliowski worked it in from the byline uh, kind of Slided it across and he, he just side footed the top corner. It was great goal. Yeah. Um, and he was he deserved it because he, he was having a quality game.
0: Yeah. Uh, 1 nil at half time. 2 0 up on 56 minutes. It was great play as well from uh, Leeds Knight and 23s and a great goal. Jack Clark signed it off. Great ball through to Jordan Stevens on the left. Uh, first time pass across to Enchetti in the middle. And he's, and he's finishing first time as well. It Enchetti was, keeps on it, it was
1: almost identical to that uh, first goal against Salford. Yeah. It, it was kind of like. Instead of Shackleton threw a ball, it was Clark's threw a ball to Stevens, and, it, and he and he fed it just across the line, and he was there, right place, right time. Yeah, once again, tappings. Who would not love a
0: tapping? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, but yeah, that made it two nil. Uh, Millwall did come back into the game. They made it two one in seventy five minutes. It was a penalty. Um, it was saved. Good save. Yeah, yeah. good save from Ilan Meslier But uh, they scored under the rebound. Um,
1: you, defenders let him down a bit there because yeah. they should have been in with. In with the, the striker. Um, uh, was it uh, Mitchell who scored the first goal? Uh, Billy Mitchell yeah. scored the second goal. Uh, who, uh, who scored the first one? I'm not
0: sure. All nice these didn't put on the twelfth. Right.
1: Um, well, they, they, whoever it was, they, the defenders should have been in there with him quicker than they were. Although, I was interested to see the back line was made up of a right back. The back three centre pass was a right back, a centre mid and a centre back. Because <laughs> McCalmont was in there, as was Bryce Susanna. Yeah, and they they aren't centre backs.
0: No, we I mean, we barely have any centre backs. Really, do yeah. We? We're struggling. This uh, if we had got that lad from Inter Milan, uh, that centre back from Inter Milan, then we what? would have that Ryan centre Nolan, backs, Yeah, yeah. The, happens,
1: the like... reason why he didn't happen, I heard, was uh, Leeds wanted to send him out on loan as soon as he got to the club, which he wasn't happy with. He wanted yeah. to stay at the club. Fair enough. Well, That's fair enough. Um, <laughs> which. It's a stupid move, by the because we could have just stuck in the under-23s. Because we need centre-backs for the
0: under-23s now just, as well.
1: Right, right, we could said to him, all right, yeah, you're going to be in the under-23s, but you, you'll, we'll probably let you captain them, and you might break through if you're good enough. Yeah. And that, 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 that would be it. He would be signed. Because we
0: need another center We only have one centre-back for the under-23s in Pascal Sturek. <laughs> I mean, he's a good centre-back, but he can't do it all on his own. Um, but yeah, that was two 175 minutes uh, as we just mentioned Billy Mitchell made it 2 uh made it 2-2 on 79 minutes uh, disappointing that we uh were 0 up and uh, d- let them back into it to draw 2-2 wasn't it it
1: was kind of like 5 minutes of madness between about 75 and 80 minutes where we just we just we we got very very clumsy we didn't seem to be closing anybody down we we it was kind of like reading last season you we were 3-0 up away and we just kind of second half we just we weren't really bothered. We just didn't, we we barely run around. It was like it was like a training game. We just yeah. like we were just passing about and we were just being very clumsy. We weren't closing anyone down. This goal was a classic example of letting someone giving someone way too much time in their box to just yeah. line up the shot, and we we let him line up the shot. Could, someone could have could have put a foot in. They could have closed him down, uh, jockeying him away from goal. But it was hard to shoot, and it was a good finish. Meza couldn't really do much. It was bottom corner, yeah. and um, no no saving that.
0: But it's a learning curve there though that we were 2-0 up, we were cruising and we let them back into it and it probably a mentality kind of thing. They probably thought, yeah, we've won this game, we're 2-0 up. Yeah, it was they, just, they
1: haven't done anything. It was just five minutes of madness and, but uh, we kind of made up for it. Uh, <laughs> the, this, the free kick, um, the bogus free kick was, it was funny because... Bogus got fouled, but it, as he got fouled as he went down, he two-footed one of their players as he went down, and their player was down for like five minutes. <laughs> and uh, we were still—he still got the free kick because so, obviously <laughs> he was fouled first, but he definitely fouled, possibly even a red card foul on this other guy. It doesn't yeah.
2: matter; he still, he still got the and, foul. Um, <laughs> but, <laughs>
1: but he won the free kick, and then I, th- I think McCarmont wanted to take it, but Bogush insisted on taking it. I'm yeah. Glad uh, he did, and he scored. Uh, yeah, it
0: did take a wicked deflection but
1: still went in. Right, Ed thinks it takes it took a, a big deflection. Uh, me and Chris think it took a slight deflection, but um it did take a deflection. From the angle anyway. you can't the angle, the L U T V angle you couldn't really see how how big the deflection yeah. actually was. Yeah. I think it's a kind of a minor one. I think it was going kind of bottom right corner anyway. Um and it just and because the keeper died the wrong way, I thought if it was on target that was going in. And it went in and yeah. we uh Mm-hmm. a last minute winner against Millwall is always very yeah. funny
0: 6 minutes into added time of course <laughs> I don't know where that came <laughs> from but that guy the free that kick we
1: possibly didn't deserve <laughs> <laughs> Given uh, the foul on Bogus was quite a minor foul the foul he committed when, it, when he was being fouled was a major one <laughs> <laughs> uh,
0: but Bogus win it, winning it for us uh, your man Chris Bogus
1: I'm so
2: happy a Polish person scored this weekend um, main thing is you know, he's getting game time he's scoring goals I think he's going to be another click. I think that I would
1: like him to get more game time in the Cups personally. Yeah, because he, he did, played against Elfa, didn't, itself, didn't yeah.
0: he? And he didn't even feature. He I was on the bench yeah. but he didn't we, come on. We,
1: we, we played click for 90 minutes which I think is a mistake. Yeah. Just, <laughs> click played every game last season and I think he's only like he's one of like five or six players to have ever done it for Leeds play every game in the season. And towards the back end he did look a bit looked a bit knackered. It looked a bit kind of...
2: He even said so himself in the second half of the season he wasn't as good as his first half and I do think it is because well, he yeah, played so many games. He,
1: he got 10 goals in the whole yeah. season. I think he scored like seven of them before, before January. Yeah. yeah. So you could really see that he kind of slowed down over the new year. Um, that is one of the Elsas' weaknesses though. Uh, he's got loyalty to his players but his his willingness to change things up and, fr- and refresh a squad is... He's, he's, he's not very really willing to do it. Yeah. Um, but you know... I'm not complaining because it, yeah. it's Bielsa. <laughs> Bielsa. You because uh, it's Bielsa. Best football yeah. I've seen in my lifetime at Legion United. <laughs> yeah,
0: hands down. Yeah. Uh, but 3 2 win there for the Legion United and 23 years over Millwall at Four Parch. A great start to our PDL title defence.
2: I'm really confused with this PDL.
1: So, was we supposed to get promoted? I think you've got to have a Category 1 Academy to be allowed into the, uh, the Premier Premier League. Yeah. So, we've only got a Category 2, yeah. which means we're not allowed into it. So, how do we get a Category 1? I think you've got to invest a lot more money into your academy, I think you've got, <laughs> and you've got to have a. I think it's proven quality of players over time over like a period of period of time. I'm not sure what the exact requirements are, but I think you've just got to invest more money into your academy. Yeah, you you you've that, got raps.
0: you've got to be like a, a Chelsea academy. Something like it, yeah, that. so
1: you've got to have a, a certain like level like quality level of complex as well. Because start actually a good complex, but mm-hmm. I'm sure I'm sure that Ed will be searching up the requirements now. Yeah, <laughs> I am. Um, uh, and it'll make me look like, look like an absolute mug when you find out the, actual, the actual requirements. All they need is a little
2: stadium with about 10,000 seats. And
1: no, I think you just you need know, a certain level of facilities. Because um, Man City's facilities are... they're basically It's like a League 2 stadium. Oh, that definitely, true? Yeah.
0: yeah. You, you need the category 1. Uh, category 2, clubs competing in two regional divisions before vying for the national title, it uh, says which,
1: here. Which leads 1.
2: Which leads 1, yeah. Yep. So at
1: that point... If I was Rad, we've got, we got knocked out in the semi-finals in the cup by Fulham as well. So we we, we literally almost did the double.
2: <laughs> I I think if I was Radz I'd be looking at it like right.
1: Was it Fulham or Newcastle? It was think, one of them. I think it was Fulham. I think so. Well. One of them. It was either Fulham or Newcastle that knocked us out in the cup. I think it, might it was Newcastle. Was it Newcastle. Newcastle. Yeah.
2: All right. So if I was Rads personally, I'd be looking at this like right. This is a great opportunity that we we know if they do it consistent two years in a row. I think if if. You know, the hold the title defence. Rad should be thinking, hang on here. They might be able to, to do that. The better. academy has
1: always been one of the, the best, best weapon this club has ever had. Yeah, yeah, like. definitely. It, sa- it, saved players us, we it saved us over the years when we've been absolutely on our arse financially. Yeah, And we've had players like uh, Lewis Cook come through and Calvin Phillips come through. Sam Byram. Sam Byram come through. Alex Moat, G- James Milner, Fabian Delph. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, as much as he's, he kind of got a bit of stick afterwards, Alan Smith came through and he was a phenomenal player. Before he went to Scum. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so we've always produced quality players um, that have, have saved us. And now, for a few years, we neglected the academy, and we re- and, and the club struggled as mm-hmm. a result. And now we've pumped loads. Of, like, fair play to Roger Zani and McTroy—they pumped loads of money into the twenty-three. bought loads of players, and we went from a team that finished bottom of the uh, of the, <laughs> of the uh, development league two for ages, and then we won the title. Uh, I mean, obviously, that's got to do with. Carlos Corbran's coaching as well mm-hmm, I think he's definitely. quite a good coach but we've bought such good players the likes of Pascal Struick and Jack Clark and Ryan Edmondson and uh, a few of them have moved on now but Krakador yeah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. looking very good uh, Jamie Shackleton's a quality player I mean we've had him for a few years they didn't buy him but he, we, they've been, he's been brought on by Corbran so it has always been the kind of lifeblood of the club
0: yeah, we we have a great system there in the uh, UN23s, and it's uh, great stuff what what they're doing down there for many years as well. Uh, well, on to other news then, and the documentary is now out. Take us home, League United, now available to watch on Amazon Prime Video. Uh, came out last Friday. I watched the entire thing last Friday. I <laughs> binge watched it for six
1: hours long. I had a. Uh... I'd work. I'd work. (laughs) So I I watched uh, two hours of it on the night, uh, and then went to work on four hours sleep (laughs) because I had to get up really early in the morning. And then when I got in from work, I watched the rest of it.
0: Yeah, worth it. Worth getting four hours sleep to watch it.
1: I wanted to to watch the first couple of hours because the first couple of hours are really good because it's the start (laughs) of the season and we're sick.
0: Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Well, don't worry. There's no spoilers here. No no spoilers. So don't worry
2: about that. But Pikachu dies in Endgame.
1: Better of spoiler, <laughs> there. Um, <laughs> but
0: yeah, it's it's a very very
1: good documentary, isn't it, Charles? The the quality is very good. Um, there's the certain things I'm, uh, I I like more than others, and there's a, bit, there's a bit of a split opinion on it whether or not it's just a vanity project for Roger Zani. Well, I think particularly, oh, no, I mean, I can't say anything about the don't no, want to no. spoil anything, so <laughs> I'm not going to say anything. Yeah. But s- some aspects of it, I, I, I love. Some aspects of it, I think was well, that really necessary. But if you if you want to watch. Want to relive the joys and, lo- and unfortunately the lows of last season? Yeah, that that it is a really good. It, it's almost like it's almost like a like a Greek. It got described by somebody. I can't remember who it was. It was like, I kind of like watching a Greek tragedy, like a Shakespearean play. <laughs> <laughs> the kind of, the it's 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 beautiful to watch because the 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 fans, the quality of football. You get interviews with um, obviously this isn't is a spoiler. It's common knowledge. If you also does an interview during the documentary. Everyone knows that it's not yeah. a spoiler and uh, there's a lot of behind the scenes stuff and all the kind of <laughs> the transfer windows are both done, done very well no, um the, the documented very well so it's really well worth a watch uh, i understand some people don't really want to watch it because it's the wounds are still fresh and i'll be honest i struggle to watch it at times yeah i re- I, I got to i don't want to say it i am not going to say any events but certain episodes i i certain things i thought that was a proper sliding doors moment that if we'd have won that game if we'd have done this differently if that had gone if that had gone in uh, right, particularly this isn't a spoiler because it, it happened and everyone knows about it but the Tyler Roberts shot against Sheffield United at home at they'll when he hits the post yeah. if that goes in we win that game and we go six points clear of Sheffield United and yeah, we come definitely. second and yeah. go up <laughs> yeah. so y- you see that and you think right that that, that was a proper crossroads moment. That, but there's plenty. There's plenty of ones that have gone the other way as well. When you think, uh, if you look at the likes of Blackburn at, at home and and Villa and you think that was a, that was a special moment. Yeah,
2: because we we could have easily drawn all yeah, those yeah, games. Yeah,
1: exactly, and that was part of the, that big seven game run, um, which went really well and got us loads of points. But it's really well worth a watch, and yeah. I'm, I'm rambling a bit. So. Yeah, <laughs> no,
0: it definitely is worth a watch. It's it's great. It's fantastic quality, and you know it's great to understand what it is like behind the scenes at Leeds United. It it looks like a, a great environment for everyone to work in. Yes, there were a lot of lows last season, but the <laughs> overall mood of 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 the of everyone at the club did so seem good. positive.
1: Yeah, it, it, it was very like, good. Uh, the also I, I realized. I mean, I've I've this from like reading. The, Hearing about the program and, and seen his interviews, but Angus Kine is a funny bloke. <laughs> <laughs> He's great.
0: He's great in uh, is Angus Kane. Victor Water as well. He's just an absolute uh, yeah. man as well. He, he,
1: he bleeds as a Victor he, <laughs> yeah. he, he gets. I've never seen anyone who was not associated with the club in like emotionally he gets so emotional about it. Yeah, he loves it. Yeah, he
0: was I th- great. I
2: think he just loves the sport. Looking at him, he loves to put all his his money and his time behind something that he can be as passionate about as the fans can be in the club. And it clearly shows in the documentary. Yeah. By the way, I've only seen three episodes, so, <laughs> so well, that's another reason we can't spoil. it, Because he yeah. just hasn't actually seen it. Yeah, <laughs> seen half of it. We seen could... half of it. Yeah, yeah. He hasn't seen yeah, yeah, the, yeah, yeah, the entire series. Yeah. Uh, but yeah. He shows his he shows his class, and to be fair, a lot of people are saying, "Oh, I didn't, I didn't really have two two good thoughts about Rad Rosani or, or, or before the documentary, watching it, I have more respect for them now. And, and you're hearing
1: a lot of that, to be fair. Yeah, but. There's, there's certain interesting things I really want to talk about but I can't because of Chris no. well, well, cool? well, we promise no spoilers well, we'll do a
0: special one week where we just talk about the documentary should we,
1: should we leave it like another month and then we'll do a re- kind of a proper review yeah, leave, it. leave
0: it one or two weeks and then we'll yeah, come back in the studio us three, come back two in the weeks. studio and we'll do a big review yeah. yeah. of the documentary if you've not
1: seen it by then then you're not going to see it because yeah. <laughs> <Two laughs> someone will have spoiled it for you by then <laughs>
0: yeah um, but I, I do feel a lot closer to the club now. S- somehow, I love Leeds United more than I, already,
1: than I already did. It was nice to just see how professional the club was actually run, because sometimes you see stuff that happens at the club, and you think, well, what the hell is going on here? Like, particularly when you follow in Leeds, and the club is just, it's mental. Most, it's yeah. like a rollercoaster ride with no <laughs> seatbelts most of the time. <laughs> it's just up and down all the time. But it, to see how professionally the club is actually run, and, cause, uh, and it was just brilliant I really enjoyed it yeah I mean it, it was very emotional
0: as well and you know, as yeah. you mentioned it was great to see how professional the, the club has run after the years that we've had of Chelino, GFH. GFH. GFH but right now just watching it it, it, it was like yeah, we're, we're a proper football club again
1: yeah um, and I saw a Sunderland fan tweet about the documentary he said I watched this and uh, it was nice to just watch a, a documentary about a club that's actually Properly run because when because he said when I watched the uh, Sun Until I die one it was just like, <laughs> it, was like it was just horrible because it's yeah. it was my club and it was going it was just going <laughs> down the and it yeah. was clearly run by idiots. Yeah.
0: <laughs> I, I did enjoy watching that. I, I, don't, I don't. It's not because this is my club. I support Leeds United, but I'd say that our documentary is the best football documentary that's out there. I think it is better than than um, all or nothing it was, it Man was, City documentary.
1: It was far more stressful watching this one than it was watching the Man City one or, or the Sun one. Obviously, cause I've got an emotional stake in Leeds. Yeah. Um, but I thought production value was, was brilliant on this. But I did really enjoy Southern Tell I Die. And I know it's a lead pod- leads podcast, but you should definitely watch that as well. Yeah, Sutherland I Die. As a football fan, you should watch that one. Because you'll see exactly how many mercenaries can be at a club like Jack Rodwell. And, uh, <laughs> Jack Wadwell, yeah. Um, oh, you, we've got Vernonita. Vernonita is the Jack Wadwell of Leeds United. Right? He is. On, he is on huge money, <laughs> refusing to leave. He is. He is. Um,
0: I didn't really enjoy Man- Manchester City's All or Nothing.
1: Um, I thought it was just a bit. It was a bit of Hollywood, and um, there was there was no there was no downs in the documentary. Watching that documentary was like, all right, it's going well. It's going well. It's going well. Right, they've won the league. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and <then it's> over. <laughs> like there was yeah. no like with the Sunderland I die. In the Leeds one, there was there was a few ups in the, the Sunderland one, not many, but there was a few. And then there was a... Sh- sh- like a, a load of I don't swear there a load of downs. Yeah, <laughs> whereas the Leeds one was very ups and downs as the song goes. Yeah, yeah.
2: I feel like we had more rollercoaster. Uh, as such, ours was the best rollercoaster. Even, even even
1: in the later episodes, there was still a few ups.
2: Yeah. Oh, definitely. Yeah. Well, I don't know, but I, I'm going to take your word for it, and I'll I'll tell you. In okay, two yeah, yeah. I'm off obviously-
1: no spoilers, yeah. One <laughs> one. but
0: yeah it is very good if you haven't watched it definitely watch it if you're thinking oh I don't really want to pay for it pay for it and watch it because oh, it is, it is, someone is worth else watching are yeah. Yeah. not
2: you get a 30 day free trial yeah you Just get a 30 day free, free trial you, yeah. yeah, watch, watch it, it cancel the free trial that's, yeah. that's all you need to do and then you'll see how good it is, because he's... Do not best. give Jeff Bezos
1: yeah. any more money than he already has. He's <laughs> yeah, the second richest man in the world. Do not feel guilty about conning him. Did, no,
2: didn't his wife take, like, half of
1: his... Yeah, energy? she took, like, 40 billion of him. <laughs> that's got to be the greatest divorce of all time. Yeah.
0: Uh, but, yeah, it is very good. It is a very emotional series, especially the last episode, episode six. Um, everyone knows how that finished. That, that, I'll um, be
1: honest, spoilers aside, and I'm not spoiling anything here, that broke my heart watching that last episode. Yeah, that last episode it, was It was like... I, I I don't know I don't know if I can swear, but I said, I said to my dad afterwards it was like it was like being crane kicked in the nuts watching that last watch episode.
2: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I, I think I'm gonna watch it, guys. I've, I've made that well, conscious to, decision. You need to watch
1: it. I'm it, it watch more. Honestly, I, I watched. I got to episode and uh, uh, episode four. I went downstairs my dad was watching the first episode. I went downstairs. I watched the first episode again with my dad purely to kind of build up the resolve to go upstairs and watch the fifth and sixth episode. Like <laughs> I, I, I physically couldn't do it. Yeah, it took me a while to build up the kind of I, I had to sit there and force myself sometimes to stay watching it because I thought this is this is, I, 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 is it hurts. Yes, yeah,
2: it is hurts. Amazing.
1: Yeah,
0: it's very emotional. I I just blitzed it though. I I just went first episode. T- last ten episode. man Wigan
1: took some prep. I'll be honest, that took some prep because <laughs> <to watch. laughs> when I watched that first time, I was I was fuming. I, even though, because we, we went to the the Dragon afterwards and I was I was sat there with my pint and he, I was just livid.
0: Yeah. I think I think everyone's livid but uh yeah it's definitely good it, it does shed a lot of light on things but especially the Dan James saga that's in episode 3 um that you
1: get you get that that's a perfect example of how Victor Otter and how would he cares about this company. Yeah, oh, yeah. He, he definitely. Was, he was
0: I definitely so. So definitely watch episode three. It sheds a lot of light on Dan James Targa, um, and yeah, it's just a fantastic spy documentary.
2: It. Looks yeah. into Spygate a lot.
0: Yep, uh, it's it's a fantastic documentary. Yeah, Get, yeah. Definitely, definitely give it a watch. Um, well, uh, before we discuss uh, the game this Wednesday, uh, of course at home to Brentford, uh, you might not know this already. You might do, uh, but you may see some Leeds fans in the away section at Ellen Road. Um, this is because Leeds United and now letting Leeds fans purchase tickets in that area if the away fans haven't managed to sell enough tickets, which would force the lower section to open. Um, Charles, thoughts on this?
1: I mean, it, it, it's as as blatant a money-grabbing scheme as, as I've ever seen because like, no, barely any away fans sell out, so Roger thought, well, Leeds fans will sell out, so Justin them in there. <laughs> <laughs> so, the, the, this might work if they put a load of stewards in, in between the, yeah. two, the two sets of fans. They need very good security and, and segregation because... If, if they do that, then we'll make loads of money. But then again, we'll have to pay all these stewards. Yeah. So.
2: I don't think they'll do it for like games like Millwall or shit. I'm Sh- no, imagine if they did, though. Th-
1: There'd be, they'd be a lot of fights, wouldn't there? Uh, yeah, I can't imagine them
2: doing it. a like, uh, uh, Wigan, Wigan made the one mistake of opening hospitality for both Leeds fans and Wigan fans. Unless, so.
1: unless they only do uh, a split away end for like Category C games or something like that. Well, that's what I we'll, think they will we'll, be we'll doing. we're we'll, we'll playing the likes of, I don't know... Brentford. I mean, Brentford. Blackburn or something like yeah. that. Yeah, Where you can just stick people in. And no, like, they don't like us, but they're not going to kick off. Like, Millwall, if they stick... <laughs> if they stick us a thin line of stewards between Millwall fans and Leeds fans and we score, they're going to massively kick off.
0: Yeah, definitely. Um, but you do have that risk, though. The away fans are set above the home fans.
2: They could... Fill that's
1: i about like a they, lo, like a line of stewards in, but literally sat, it stood on, well, you know, in the it, seats.
2: It's stuck. It like there's a gap between them anyway. Like there's
0: unless, an unless upper it, tier and a lower tier. But you can tier. you yeah. can still throw bottles down. You can still they are probably piss in a cup and throw it over the yeah. home fans.
1: I, I, I that's, can't. that's what I'm meaning about the whole category C thing. I yeah, mean, yeah they, they would have to do it on kind of tame games which don't require any. Or, all these games require police presence, but yeah. very, very limited police presence. Yeah,
0: but they could still do that So Any away fans could do it. It's it's football at the end of the day. The fans are not
2: nice. <laughs> I get why Radz is doing it because now the rule is you don't have to give ten percent of of your stadium to I away. Think that's It's only that. five. Yeah, so you might as well make as much if any, money if as If anything, possible.
1: I think you, they should up it to twenty percent of your stadium. Well, I
2: I don't agree with that because then that's just taking stuff away from us as home fans.
1: But ten percent was a good balance. You say you say that, but our away section is about is about, I mean, about six thousand. Uh, is it? Full, full, I don't know what the full away allocation of Ellen Road is. But I would imagine it's around the six thousand. I think it, it? yeah, it's about six thousand. So, um, but you,
0: but you say that they should up at twenty thousand. It's ten thousand at the moment. Not everyone sells out. So what would be the point in in upping it to twenty? In, in, into twenty percent, rather.
1: I, I'm I'm saying that selfishly from a lease fan <laughs> point of view, where I, where we got yeah. it's, these it's tiny grounds and the allocators like. 800 seats or something and it's, it's in because uh, they, they don't have to and they don't want to because we just cause trouble and they don't sell us alcohol yeah it, it, it just it's frustrating for me because fans are what make the game and if you have no away fans at a game we've had games on road before where there's been like we played like Burton Albion and there's been like 10 guys and a dog and it's been boring <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's like I want I want loads more away fans and if there's not going to be away fans then stick. I, I kind of I understand why we doing it because at least fans will sell out the bottom tier and make a lot Use more money it. yeah,
0: yeah. But it is very controversial, though. And,
1: and it, if, if it were to me, I would, I would sell Leeds fans the top tier and not the bottom tier, but that's yeah, not to me.
0: Yeah, it, It's very controversial, and they need, to be careful, they need to be careful what games they do it for. If,
1: I, I would purely do it for Category C games. Yeah, if, yeah. they,
0: if they do it for games like when Leeds are playing Millwall, then that's dangerous. Then there's probably going to be some problems there. Um, but, yeah, the, the away section is now open to some Leeds United fans. There will be separate entrances. Don't worry, if you're going in there, you're not going to be in the same bat in the same... Uh, concourse as the aware fans, you, there's gonna it's gonna be separated. I say we um, try it one day.
1: Yeah, <laughs> if you do that on Millwall, you'll get
2: no, not Millwall, <laughs> but we should try it one day just to see what it's like because we none of us it'll be horrible. Sat, <laughs> none <laughs> of be us horrible. have ever yeah. sat in that section.
1: Even if you, even if you sit on like the furthest kind of west end of the south stand. You're still close enough where you think if this kicks off, they're gonna the, the fans are gonna be able to reach. Each other. And, and they're if you're gonna sat be, below them.
2: Surely be a good experiencer. Uh, the
1: thing is, if <laughs> it sounds fun because if leagues score, you get to turn around and just mug exactly. off the away fans up like from twenty yards. Yeah. But if if they then like massively kick off, then you're in huge trouble.
0: Yeah. And they're gonna start chucking stuff down at you. Gonna, you,
1: you won't get. You, you probably won't get glass because they don't sell glass in Allen Road. No. And they won't allow you through with glass. Bottles, but, chairs. <laughs> Uh, seats, if they rip them off, you might yeah. get seat lobbed. It. Like, you know, those Italian games where they'll lob like little <laughs> wheelchairs that you're down from <laughs> up the tiers. Yeah, yeah, so it, they're all insane.
0: Yeah, so it is very controversial. So I'm not saying all Italians um, are insane,
1: I'll, I'll <laughs> clarify that. I'm not a racist. Yeah, <laughs>
0: so so it is very controversial. They're doing it for the first time on Wednesday night against Brentford. It'll be interesting to look at that and see how, uh, how that works but out. That's sold out.
2: Yes, yeah. Brentford sold out, right, so they've, 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 they've sold the top them.
0: section, the bottom section
2: is for for Leeds fans now Yeah, yeah, and we've sold that out as well, Yeah, already So, so. Yeah.
0: so it'll be interesting to see, to, uh, see how that Plus, works
1: when I always see like uh, other uh, fans of other teams, they always go, oh, you never sell out on road It's like, well, home section, 90% of the time sells out It's purely because the away tickets are so expensive, the away fans don't sell out Therefore, we don't get a start at the stadium Whereas, if th- this new scheme works, then because mo- uh, uh, in the Stoke game, they've only given them Stoke like a thousand seats. I imagine the rest of them will be given to Leeds fans. So, that mm-hmm. we, we probably want to start for a, for a cup game, but you can understand the kind of the, the thought behind it. We will get higher attendances, more money. And we, we'll be able to turn around to the clubs and say, every, nearly every week, 37,000. Yeah. <laughs> what, <laughs> what are you going to do about that?
0: <laughs> yeah. Uh, Well, let's move on then to the game on Wednesday night. Uh, Leagues of course, taking on Brentford at Ellen Road. Uh, We, of course, go into it uh, unbeaten in our first three league games. Four unbeaten, no competitions. Of course, uh, we beat Bristol away 3-1 of the opening day of the season uh, at home. Drew 1-1 uh, uh, to Forrest and then 2-0 away at Wigan uh, last week. Uh, Brentford have had a mixed start to their to their season. They lost 1-0 at home to Birmingham City on the opening day. Uh, they then beat Millwall um, 1-0 uh, away. Uh, the first round of the Carabao Cup, they lost 5-4 on penalties uh, to Cambridge United. Um, in their last game, uh, they drew uh, 1-1 at home uh, to Hull City. So, early doors. Brentford don't look too good uh, Charles what, what kind of game are you expecting on Wednesday I,
1: I saw that Birmingham game the first week of the season when they were playing them and they did a classic Birmingham on them where they had like 20% possession and then they say shit hours the 1-0 win <laughs> which is what Birmingham always do yeah um, the, oh, what, was the uh, what was the second game they won well, the, they beat that? Middlesbrough. Yeah, they beat Middlesbrough. Away. Yeah, because well, everyone beats Middlesbrough because they're crap. <laughs> um, <laughs> the loss in the Cup, that's obviously second string side. You can't really take that much into account. The, uh, the draw at home to Hull off, I think Bowen scored in that one. Yeah. Um, and Hull's always a weird one because sometimes they turn up. They're a very inconsistent team at Hull. Sometimes they turn up sometimes they don't. Um, we always struggle against Brentford, always. Partic- Let- particularly at their place. I know this is at Ellen Road, but even, even at Ellen Road, like. Ollie Watkins will probably inevitably cheat in this game once again.
2: <laughs> yeah, but yeah. Brentford have always been good defensively.
1: Right? Uh, they, they play really good football as well, yeah, and we play do. good football, so it will be an entertaining fixture to yeah. watch, I imagine. But And they've lost Mopay, which is good. Yes, uh, he's gone to Brighton. They've lost somebody else as well. Uh, who else did they lose? They've lost somebody else. I can't remember what, they, but, I can't remember what it is. But then they've gained...
2: They've, they've gained our...
0: Gained our former player, Pontus Jansen. Of course, moved down in the summer. Chris, what kind of reception do you think Pontus Jansen will get from these fans?
2: I, I think it'll be positive. Um, I think... I, I don't think people... Because I've been seeing a lot on Facebook. Comments are like, oh, what kind of reception are we going to give Pontus? And I think he's he's just another... At this point, he's just another player for another team. He he isn't... He, he was big for us. And we appreciated him and he did a lot for the club. But at the same time, his attitude and stuff like that, he was very self centred. Yeah. And I think now a lot of Leeds sons have come to light that he was very self centred. And now they're realising, hang on, is that someone we want to associate with our club? The the reason why he left I think a lot of a lot of Leeds sons are gonna be questioning well it he wasn't a true loyal... It
1: was his own fault. Yeah, it was his he, own fault. He, he, yeah. has, he has to return two weeks later for his national duty purely so he didn't have to do all Bielsa's like pre-season running. <laughs> that's just yeah. laziness. He did and say, though, that commitment. it
0: was because of Leeds United's FFP problems yeah, as well, whether, whether you believe that or not. Uh, but upon this jansen it that will be interesting. Like to me. yeah. <laughs> Uh, but it will be interesting to see if Pontus I Jansen does get do a reception I do not think he'll
1: he get a positive reac- reaction yeah. from the fans, purely because we are quite a bitter fan base, and whenever yeah. a player leaves us, we abuse them. <laughs> I mean, I mean, it's,
0: especially if Pontus Jansen starts winding up for the Leeds fans, then he'll uh, get yeah, a lot of If stick. he
1: just turns up, plays the game, if, uh, particularly if, if he loses and, and still... Uh, if he loses and then goes on to clap the Leeds fans, then he's going to get a good reception. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If he... Uh, if they they they're winning particularly and, and he winds Leeds fans up, he's going to get a, a horrendous reception. Yeah,
0: he's, he's going to get a lot. Of his there.
1: reception will depend on his attitude during the game. Yeah, if definitely. If he if he if he defends well and they and they get a draw, get a win against us, but doesn't take the, doesn't take the piss, then he's not going to get that negative reception at all. You but know, I g- would... g- but given the kind of us-against-them us mentality that's kind of bred into every Leeds fan. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, um, he is a former player, and he will probably get a bit of stick. But you, yeah. you know what that's I'd love to see?
2: If we win, and then Pontus does his little cheer thing at the end of it, like he did at every game,
1: uh, when we used to win games. <laughs> I, 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 I think it's Chris on the way up. I would love it if Pavel Hernandez nutmegged him during the game. That would be hilarious. <laughs>
0: yeah, I mean, as well, the last time Patrick Bamford faced Pontus Jansen, he scored a hat-trick.
1: So. That's true. Yeah, this that was a couple of years ago. Man. Yeah, of course, for us, <laughs> but against us. Actually, no, last um, year was last year, wasn't it? Yeah.
0: Yeah, uh, two seasons ago. Um, as you mentioned, though, we do have a bad record uh, against Brentford overall. Three losses in our last five meetings with them. Uh, the other two were was a draw and a win. Uh, we do have a good record at home, though, uh, as we haven't beaten in our last four meetings at Ellen Road. Uh, two wins and two draws. Uh, of course, it was a 1 1 draw at Ellen Road last season in October. We were absolutely robbed in that game.
1: The, the um, worst referee performance I think I've ever seen. Yes,
0: and Pontus Janssen as well in his uh, post match interview with Sky. Uh, <laughs> Said the yes word, <laughs> um, but yeah, Brentford. Uh, they're currently twelfth on four points, three points above the relegation zone. Of course, we're top on seven points. As I said earlier, you know the table is very close still, and as I said earlier, the, the table is irrelevant right now at the moment. Um, do you think Chris will be an unchanged lineup from the weekend game?
2: I, I'm gonna wait for. B- Has Bill started his press? It's today. Today. Later today. I reckon I he'll, recording
0: Tuesday, and I'm gonna be there. <laughs> so
2: I reckon he'll do the same thing as he did. Um, for the Wigan press conference, he'll he'll talk about his letter he got and how he was told off. For. It, it will be the same lineup. It <laughs> yeah. will be the same lineup. Yeah, yeah. He'll he'll say between yeah, the same line. None
1: of the first team players I thought were they were good. But they weren't outstanding in the 23s game. I can't see him making any changes. And yeah. He's loyal as it is, so he probably will.
0: Yeah, I mean, we, we know be else. So we've had him for a year now. We've won our last game. Oh. He'll keep it unchanged unless they're having any injuries, which uh, which I'm sure that he'll uh, he'll tell us in the press conference ahead of this
1: one. Uh, score predictions, then, Charles. What you what are you going for? I can see both teams scoring in this game. Personally, I think it'll be a. I don't like not predicting a Leeds win, but I think it'll be a draw. A draw. I think we, we we do tend to draw at home against Brentford, and they are a good they're a good side, uh, but they're lacking more pace. Yeah. so...
0: And they had, a, they have a,
1: a uh, fairly mixed, in, start the in the mixed form. So I will go for two one win. I think they will I think they'll still score two one. Probably have a terrible set piece. I'd,
2: yeah, I, I reckon, I reckon punt. I, I hate to say this. I reckon Pontus will score off of a a corner just because. And he'll celebrate as well. I don't think he will celebrate. I think he won't celebrate out of respect for us,
1: but I think we'll win 2 1. He'll celebrate. 2 1.
0: I'm going to go 2 1 as well. It would
1: surprise me if he celebrated running towards the Leeds bench. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I'm going to go 2 1 win. To Leeds United and as well. Gets, uh, in there just to him as he gets close.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> uh, yeah, I've
0: got 2-1 as well. So we're all predicting 2-1 wins for, for Leeds United. And uh, yeah, it, it'll certainly be interesting. It sh- should be entertaining. Uh, both teams do play nice football and and it will be interesting to see what kind of reception he uh, he gets from the Leeds United fans. But yeah, we're, we're all going 2-1 wins. We're, yeah. we're pretty confident, pretty confident. Uh, well, that brings us to the end of episode 30 of your Finns Leeds uh, podcast then. Thank you very much to Charles, as always, for joining me in the studio. Cheers, And uh, thank you to Chris Chivers as well for coming in. Really do appreciate it. Thanks for having me again. And uh, if you enjoyed, uh, then why not subscribe or follow the podcast? Give us a five-star rating on uh, Apple Podcasts if you're listening on there. Share the podcast around as well. Help us out. Uh, Make sure to follow All Things Leads on social media. We're on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Search All Things Leads 1 on Twitter and Instagram. Search All Things Leads on Facebook. Subscribe to the YouTube channel as well if you have not already. Uh, Me and Charles, as I said at the beginning of the podcast, we'll be back later on this week. We'll be back on Thursday. What are you saying? I'll turn, turn your microphone Oh, off. sorry. I said it'd be like we,
1: be <laughs> like we never left. Yeah. <laughs> back, back in 48 hours. <laughs>
0: yeah. But yeah, we will be back uh, on Thursday uh, to look back on the Brentford game, which hopefully is a League United win. And we'll look ahead to the next couple of games for League United. Uh, but for now, thank you very much for listening. Take care and we'll see you later.